Hello, good evening. Welcome to Lock Hello. Shock and... <laughs> Hello. Hello. I thought I'd, I'd, I'd start with the Ms. Doubtfire intro. Yeah. Because yeah. what we're Talk talking about. about tonight is Mrs. Doubtfire. No, oh, Yay. Black Panther. Uh, Sorry. I oh, mean Black okay. Panther. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really common mistake. Yes, yes. Yes. Which if you're listening to this when you print, uh, when we print it, you probably still can't just go into a theater and see it. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Probably yeah. still sold out. It might still be there. Yeah. Print it. Wait, are you talking about Miss Doubtfire or Black Panther? <laughs> print it. I, you know, print it, release it, <laughs> cut it, produce the show. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about Black Panther. <laughs> That's a, this I, is a strong start, y'all. Strong <laughs> intro. Lila, would you like to continue? <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire did gross about five hundred billion. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Doubtfire is uh, an underrated superhero story. So. And yeah. Pierce Brosnan is the villain in both. Wait, that's not right. <laughs> oh, he should have been in this. <laughs> he wasn't really the villain in Miss Doubtfire. I mean, I think he was more just misunderstood. He was the stepfather character, and you know, he just didn't want to see his family get taken away. Good point. Uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we doing here? What movie did we what? see? The Shape of Water. Yes. Oh, I finally, you guys already saw it. I finally saw Black Panther. And okay. yes. it was awesome. It was awesome. Wasn't so I'll it? say, normally when I go to a movie, I go by myself like 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night because I don't like people. Mm -hmm. um, Same. But I decided I like guys. to go to an actual real early showing of this one just because I wanted the audience experience and it was great. Yeah. 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 Yes. There were people mm -hmm. cheering and. It was excellent, and yeah, I very yeah. much enjoyed this movie. Like I said, I don't think you can see it without the audience experience. Like currently, it's like impossible to see this movie without. That's why people we're just now recording because Jeff finally got a chance to see it. <laughs> I finally got into. Because <laughs> apparently, well, there's I mean, not it, shit it else out, to do but... in Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really, really taken off here. I guess I was. I thought, how many weeks has it been running now? Like Two. this is only a second. Like, yeah. Two. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a little more reasonable, I guess. Yeah. I was, yeah. And it was still a be really totally sold film, out, so. you know, on a Sunday or whatever when you tried to go. That's mm -hmm. that's pretty. Impressive. Yeah, a Sunday matinee, all matinee showings, and then well into the evening were sold out. Nice. So cool. I oh. begrudgingly finally bought a ticket online. <laughs> yes, I paid Fandango's upcharge. Um, yeah, that's what I was really trying to avoid. Sons of bitches. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. Fandango, sorry. not a fun. Protocol. What are we drinking? Oh, right, yes. Jeff. Um, I'm drinking a cocktail that I call the Robot Rhino. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like it's it. just whiskey and orange juice. I, it doesn't have anything. I just call it that. <laughs> it is, uh, the cup is half metal and half rhino, so... You know. It's half rhino, like yeah, it's <laughs> like it has ivory in it. No, 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 just a hoof. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> oh, that's awful, Leela. What are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking a cocktail called an a heart shaped herb, but actually, it's just whiskey, <laughs> just like Jeff. Um, yeah, but with a skull with skull shaped ice. Oh, that's nice. Does it glow blue and give you super vein? Unless your veins glow blue when I you mean, drink it. It's it's in a purple mason jar. We're gonna have to get into that later because I no. misunderstood that scene a lot. It's in a okay. Yeah, Ira, we just we just sum that up as. But you do comic book movie. You, 
You do, okay, yeah, you yeah. do trip nuts and dream about your ancestors. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course. You're just like huffing airplane glue out of a pla- out of a paper bag. It's not the same thing. How about you, Ira? Uh, it red. It's uh, wine. It's red. You know, red wine. Red wine. Okay. Red wine. Okay. Just I did out of a cup, out of a regular we old. We made cup. theme drinks, and you just. I just kind of yeah. I couldn't think of it. Drank what red wine. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did intend to come up with some heart-shaped herb, like real drink that had, I don't know, something purple in it, but it just, everything I came up with sounded like some sort of purple hooter shooter that a freshman college girl would order at a bar. (laughs) Purple hooter shooter? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't want to know. Somebody was definitely in a sorority. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Yeah. No, I just uh just so think call it me. now. Do you think this movie's gonna go over a billion dollars in the? I I don't really know how numbers work, so it's yeah, sure. Freaking, it's really. I don't close. know how to count, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a billion dollars. That's insane. Anyway, I mean, I'm sure it's up there already. I mean, it's yeah, uh, it's like at seven hundred fifty, eight hundred million right now. Yeah, that's that's a lot of a lot of clams. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of dosh. Let's. We have to give it to Ryan Coogler because this is a really awesome movie, and also he's younger than all of us. What an yeah. asshole! And hey, he made a he made what no one thought was possible a good Marvel movie. You know, just... like I just didn't think that I'd see. You know, like... <laughs> Sorry, just you just made Marvel I, movies. No, I really, I was like. You know, I was gonna wait till DVD or whatever because mm-hmm. I was just like not super in to Marvel. Although Black Panther was totally the absolute best part of Civil War, easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm really glad that you guys told me to go see this. So yeah, definitely yeah. A theater Even and everything. Old man Jeff liked it. It Even must have been great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it was pretty incredible. No, anyway. it had everything that I liked about. Uh, superhero movies when they really work and that is like a character that is cool as shit environments mm-hmm. that are cool as shit <laughs> uh, a villain that's amazing cool as costumes shit. yeah like, a yeah. villain that is the uh, you know mirror image other side other other uh you know psychological side of the the protagonist like mm-hmm. Like the metaphors all work, you know. That's what yeah. I really, you know, and all the different symbolism that you could fall into that. And it has uh, awesome like subtext messages. I, I mean, there's like a lot going on in this movie. It's uh, really works out, and the uh, you know fight scenes kick ass too. So that's always good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but in this movie, but, yeah. I would have taken so much less action and more just the small council discussing Wakanda's responsibility to the larger world. Yeah, that was really cool. Completely cool with that. So Mm -hmm. it could have been, I mean, it really could have been its own series. Like the, I mean, some of the other Marvel series we've seen on Netflix, like Mm -hmm. once they started getting into the, like, cause there really is some game of Thrones style, like, you know, warring, uh, factions within, uh, all the different, uh, wakanda tribes basically mm-hmm. they're all you know you know you realize right off the bat like not everything's completely hunky-dory and there's a you know a power struggles going on and uh 
so yeah, there was a lot going on there, and I, I loved it the different costume design of all the different tribes. I guess we should go ahead and say we're going to spoil, oh, as usual, right? Spoil the crap out of this because I've got a lot of spoilers written down. <laughs> spoilers abundant. Oh, it's it's been noted. So yeah, right I mean, ahead. if you haven't seen this fucking movie, come on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go do it. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and usually I find like council scenes kind of tedious and stuff. I mean, with some exceptions, of course. Uh, but give me an um, exception. Council scenes always suck. Uh, Phantom Menace. Any of that? <laughs> well, any of any of Phantom Menace, really. But that's what I think of when I think of boring ass council scenes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. like. I don't yeah. know. What do you think? Like, I don't know. What do you think? Like, the Globorpians say that we should globorpate <laughs> or whatever. Let's talk about like, the train embargo. Can write for yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. Ooh, tell me more about that embargo. Who gives a shit? In the background, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> this council looked awesome. They looked like the costume design in this was so Every gorgeous. scene change had an amazing costume like change that was very well thought out. Like, I mean, like super well designed. I don't know. Yeah, yes. No, a actually... lot of attention to detail and choice of costuming. Right, go ahead. Sorry. I. I missed a little bit of important plot in the ancestral plane because I was so taken with how beautiful his shirt was. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, pay attention to the movie. Right. Uh, but I would definitely <laughs> they... watch an entire full length movie with the costume designer just talking about how how they came to all of yeah, those I... designs and colors and oh, just. Yeah. I think actually you bring up a pretty good point about like making you know, how you could watch more of the exposition and even less of the fight scenes. Like there's, yeah, uh, yeah. But it, and that's really interesting considering this movie has actually quite a bit of that and a lot of like ritual and weird stuff in it that they're really going out on a limb and being like, you're gonna have to sit through this and learn, you know, like uh, see the different rituals going on, and you're just gonna be a spectator there, mm -hmm. uh, and. I was not expecting that at all. I really expected it would be, you know, Wakanda would be, he'd go there real quick, you know, and get some, uh, you know, get charged up and get his suit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Better. and then like, like, stuff would happen elsewhere or whatever. And then he'd spend most of his time in, you know, America. Yeah, yeah like New York or embassies. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, having most of it set in the, the heart of Wakanda, um, was pretty incredible. Uh, the, I think the only thing I wanted more of was like the street level city scenes, yeah. just because I was they were so pretty, and I wanted to see more of that. Yeah, and uh, like when they first flew in, I mean, I can only describe what I was feeling as like it was jarring. I was just like, oh my god, we're really like I didn't really understand what Wakanda was until it was just laid bare and everything. When you see the city and everything, um, yeah. But well, I was, like I, I was overwhelmed by it. It was amazing. I was definitely uh like part of like when I'd re I haven't really read all any of the comics and I'd read a little bit like Wikipedia stuff about it. And I knew that it was like originally like a you know maybe a made up play. Like I didn't know I had inferred it as like they you know Stan Lee and his whiteness had just made up some African country mm -hmm. and this guy's from this place and I didn't know how they were gonna deal with all of that. So I didn't know how much of that was like part of the actually written lore of it. Because mm -hmm. uh, at first I thought it was just like, oh, they were just like, oh, that sounds African or whatever. Uh, yeah. So we'll go with that. But this movie really takes it to like a futuristic level and manages yeah. to keep that from being the forefront of the issue of like, 
uh, appropriative or anything like that. Uh, and if it, other really white people are listening to this, if you want to go down a really cool rabbit hole, it's called Afrofuturism. Yeah. Check yeah. it out. And it is... <laughs> the kids are calling it. No. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this, this actually falls right into that. I, I definitely feel like that was... I feel like uh, it's an intentional primer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, there's some really awesome artwork you can see. I, I, that's all. I've only known it through the the like paintings and graffiti and stuff that I've seen in Afrofuturism before this. I, but... Uh, I think for me initially, uh, just like first, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of the movie or something uh, that really hit me pretty hard was I realized just how much we'd been exposed to images of poverty in Africa and images of like, you can donate now and like, and think of how many commercials like that we've grown up with seeing that and um to suddenly see the resource depleted africa yeah yeah absolutely which you know um can be misrepresented and all of that uh so to see all of a sudden like not like they're posing as a third world country that has no power but actually they're super duper powerful and actually the crux of the movie is about what to do with all of that power right the Um, potential too like the uh, it's all about was incredible and it was not like any uh like that shift in a power dynamic was like not like anything i'd ever seen in film and certainly not a mainstream film i think that one of my favorite dynamics in the movie was that the people who went away Mm -hmm. saw the same problem and came to a different solution yes Yes. what do you mean explain Um, the people who went away so the war dogs or the yeah the war dogs um uh, Killmonger's dad, and then Killmonger, okay, want to right. arm the Africans, and you mm-hmm. know repress or, or people, disenfranchised people Dis- from right. around the world. Yeah, but um, was uh, Nakia wants to help her mission. Her she's so much more humanitarian in how she wants yeah. to go about it. It's the same thing, really. You know, they want mm-hmm. to help. But they just see it in a completely different way. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, and they're both uh, kind of in T'Challa's face with these different versions of how they think that things should change. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he's yeah. wrestling and, with tradition. Yeah, versus and he did and wanting to keep his people like safe and alive, right. and you know, and or, he, or or like not a ruling class or something. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of, like, uh, Chadwick Boseman, how, like, he does a really good calm acceptance form of acting that's, like, because he's not aggressive at all as their leader. Like, he's very, he listens first. He's quiet in a lot of scenes of the movie. Uh, and there's a lot of, like, uh, <clears throat> I guess, halfway through the movie when it introduces Killmonger's character in the museum, and there's he has the good dialogue about yeah. the vibranium spear like yeah that was great that's where i was like oh shit like i'm invested in this character more than any of the other characters and i felt a little weird about that because it's definitely like taking you in that uh in that direction i mean like we live in the world we do right now <laughs> you know so that's like uh his character is extremely 
understandable. Like, uh, yes. And they're <clears throat> putting some real world perspective into this movie. Uh, yeah. By ad- immediately addressing colonialism. Right. Like, yeah. And so I guess, I guess to go back to like, uh, Chala, like he has, he wins you over with his calming acceptance uh, throughout the movie slowly. I, at first I was like, he's flat. Killmonger is a round dynamic character that I'm more interested in. But by the end of the movie, I was more like, yeah, it wins you over even in terms of like Chala's attitude and philosophy, which changes a little bit towards the end of the movie, but uh, draws you in. It's kind of a love conquers all like, <laughs> uh, or like more peaceful approach. Mm-hmm. But well, the I fact thought... that I'm, I'm pretty cynical and it still won me over. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Well, I thought that, um, it was a really intentional decision to have Killmonger talking about killing children and then he shoots his girlfriend and stuff to separate us from him because yeah. there are so yeah. many levels on which you we probably do killing. agree with him. Yeah. 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 So He's like, we got to kill them. We got to kill their families. Right. right. So, so they had to take it from dude has a point to, Oh, but he's a bad person. He's the villain, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And but I what made it which, so amazing was that you were like, but he totally has a point. <laughs> like, right. He right. totally has a very important point. I was, I mean, I was thrown in the movie. I was like, are we going to see him taking this army into the real world and like right. taking out elite power structures? I was, I mean, I kind of wanted to see it. I was kind of bored for that, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, fucking bring it down. Let's just take some gasoline to that White House. <laughs> but, I mean... I mean yeah, it's it's hard not to like uh when when you were talking about potential earlier um and their the whole survival of their community is based on this super powerful material um mm-hmm. yeah uh it I you you see where he's coming from and uh all his arguments make sense and 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 again the fact that and that I have first the president that I do, so I would he would be a better <laughs> he would be a better president. Killmonger would be a better. <laughs> okay, I'd vote. I'd vote. I would do. Yeah. Yeah, and but but again, that it comes back to his an introduction being in a museum and being the colonialism. Like, what did you pay right. for this? And like, and, rests, and the like, fact that it's not just colonialism. That's shit that was stolen a long, long time ago and should have been returned a long, long time ago. Right. And it should not be. And he's even, he's even dressed like a homeless man in that scene. Like he's, I mean, I don't know if you noticed that, but he's like wearing, how do you mean? Like sort of, he's like wearing ripped up sort of dirty garb. uh, Like his jacket and his jeans are like, he's definitely like civilian. And I was kind of like, he's getting judged by the, the people around him. Yeah. Uh, and the and he throws a power turn to the people by pretending to not have knowledge and then having more knowledge about what's actually there. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I actually wish that scene was longer and there was more like more of a draw in his conversation where he took you in to that road because I think they really could have mined that. <laughs> but, and uh, and it was such a good introduction because like you have him, then you have Andy Circus, and it's just like I immediately love these bad guys. <laughs> like. These are good villains. I have to say, I, I had a moment of personal discomfort when Andy Serkis was trying to push his SoundCloud podcast on people. <laughs> like, what? Wait, yeah. is that what was happening? Because he, he tries to, to get what's-his-name to listen to his SoundCloud stream because he's a musician. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't want to listen to that. Yeah. Okay, like, I didn't realize that's what it was. I was like, is that what we do? <laughs> Although you have to, I have to give it to his agent for finally getting him in a movie where he isn't covered in ping pong balls and like turns into a CGI. <laughs> he did good IRL. Yeah. He's freakier looking than Gollum is. Like, yeah, why? He is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's uh. He was definitely a a really wonderful menacing uh presence. Well, and then I guess his arm was CG, but you know it's better. Well, but you know he's really, you know, put out there as this main bad guy, and then he just boom dead. You know, yeah, yeah. not that important. Yeah. You just like, uh, oh, okay, shit. yeah. He was. He, he wasn't was the, the pawn guy. the whole time. Like, oh, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah, yeah. So, just kind of a goober that they were I, that he was that yeah Killmonger was using. That Killmonger I was so well trained and so focused. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think like my reaction. Okay, yeah, like, uh, I, and I have to admit, like, um, going back, like, that my first reaction to seeing all this like really awesome, proud black imagery was it was jarring because I've never seen that on the screen, and it didn't occur to me that I'd never seen anything like this until it was happening. Except for right. like Lion King. Right. I mean, yeah. and that's the only pop culture. <laughs> Uh, I don't Africa. think that is the same like, at all. It, I mean, it's, it's not, not really it's not the same. Culture. But when you think of like uh, a pop culture understanding whatever of of Africa, um, Lion King is kind of the go to, and uh, you know, yeah. But that, that's the only other thing that I you know that I could think of that really. But celebrates the art and culture and music, you know. Yeah, but in a much Koyana Scotty way guys. more sincere way. <laughs> yeah, but but not done, like in a in a fiction like huge bombastic kind of way. Gotcha. Um, rather than Koyana Scotty. <laughs> Sorry, Bakari. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> you know the uh, guy. <laughs> um, but uh, to go back real quick to uh, Killmonger's character, I liked that they did an aside where the uh, Bilbo the freaking agent guy martin freeman brief martin right bilbo mentions that <laughs> yeah, uh, he's been that they train uh uh killmonger and that they train them to go into destabilized, destabilized yeah. countries and overthrow the regime and set up a, an imbalanced power structure there mm. and that's just like a direct uh that's the cia <laughs> well it's reagan yeah it's reagan era like cia Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff but well, an intro uh, and in the you know after credit scene they go directly after trump you know the wise men build bridges and the fool oh was yeah walls, yeah you know uh oh i did not walls. see that that's cool oh, oh yeah it yeah. was uh kind of post it was 1 30 in the morning by the time my movie was over, oh so you so. missed the end end scene with Bucky? I missed the end. Aww, Bucky was uh, I don't think Jeff really cares about Bucky. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. I Jeff, do you even know Bucky. who we're talking about? Is that a Marvel character that is not important to Black he, Panther? He's the it's Winter, the winter just Soldier. This. He's the guy with the robot arm from Civil War. I know there are a million characters in that. Is he? <laughs> and he turns into a big ant? Yeah, he was the one that turns into a giant ant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grandpa, that's it. Is his name Bezo, and he has a bunch of bees that shoot out of his eyes? Bees, (laughs) you're high off your ass. Um, They were. (laughs) Stan uh, Lee, he was the worst part of the movie. No, he was was funny. Come on, he's charming. He's yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, 
what were we just talking about before the bees? Uh, um, oh yeah, the, there was a, the post-credit scene was basically like them stepping up, like him stepping up and giving a speech to the UN and uh, being like, uh, "We're going to extend our knowledge and our resources and power uh, to the world." And this guy's, you know, he's like, "Yeah," he says, uh, like, "Wise men do." do. You know. mm -hmm. Yeah, and then there's some jackass. He's like, "What are farmers gonna provide to the world, huh?" And he's like, "Oh, you don't even know." You idiot. And and then that's the end. Until there's this other thing. He uses little fucking like, sand TV to show him. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I sand. really love that the technology was so, so advanced that it bordered on the mystical. It was like way beyond yeah. anything like Tony Stark has or does in those visuals. Like, yeah. Vibranium is so. Uh, you know, a part of, of this world that they've made. It's like, uh, it, it was, it was really, uh, a, an impressive, which, uh, which brings me to my other favorite thing about this movie. Yeah. The bad ass women of Wakanda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're badass women. His mm -hmm. sister Shuri is maybe one of my favorite characters in a movie ever. She was yeah. great. Um, because I, they introduce yeah. her just as this like bratty kid sister type. You yeah, know, just she like flips flipping him off, off and it's funny and ha ha ha. Um, but then she's actually this whiz, this just like, genius who comes up with all these crazy things and saves lives and um Yeah. And she's just amazing. She's like and the Q, repeatedly but way more badass than Q. And repeatedly like espouses that science is the thing that makes it all not like it's not magic, like constantly like yeah. debunking this like mysticism thing. Uh, although it, it has a mystic quality. But then at the same time, they let her be a teenager, you know, in the end when she's like, oh, I thought we were going to Coachella. You know, I didn't know we were yeah, going right. to Coachella. <laughs> Great line. Um, <laughs> um, I also really like, she has a very brief line about, um, maybe it was like the little EMP things, um, but he was like, they work fine. She's like, just because something works doesn't mean it can't be improved. Right. And, yeah, uh, that's a very poignant line for the movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, um, she's just like a really yeah. charming and not assholeish Tony Stark. You know, she's yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Michelle. <laughs> I would not compare the two. I can't well, think I just of mean uh, as the far act. as inventing things and science and technology. You know, <laughs> yeah, and didn't seem shit faced all the time. Right. Um. Yeah, didn't I, Guerrera? Is that what you're saying? Is that her name? Yeah. Uh, Michonne. Michonne. Who plays Michonne? Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, I just think of her as Michonne. So uh, I do too. I did yeah. too. And then when I saw her, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it, it is was like, "Oh, oh wow!" Her on the big screen is different. I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, she she was awesome. She was really incredible. Um, the whole freaking mm -hmm. cast was amazing. I, I just kept being like, "Oh my god, is is that Forrest Whitaker? Oh my god, that's Angela Bassett. Oh my god, <laughs> like, get out, guy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that that one threw me off for a while. Because I was mm -hmm. like, who is that guy? Um, he just looks so different. Um, it's a whole mm -hmm. different role. But um, but the but the Dora Milaje, um, he's the yeah yeah the, the fighting. So go ahead. Guard. Yeah. I yeah, I could have cool. watched an entire movie of them training. Yeah. You know, yeah. Give me a movie of and, them and training like... and a movie of the Amazons training. I'd be mm -hmm. pretty happy. Um, yeah. yeah, and and they had this definite like Maasai warrior uh look. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah. was just like the, the that bright red garb and well, like and the whole scene with her wig was hilarious. 
you know. <laughs> this ridiculous thing. Like, whip it back yeah, and forth. Yeah, yeah. She's like, what a ridiculous thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> very cool. I love that uh, in that action scene following, uh, sh- like, you have two of the heroes riding on top of cars in a car chase. Like, that was that was awesome. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that whole sequence, oh, I was I was Kane a fan. wolfing it as it were down yes, the yes. down Kane the freeway. Wolfing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So one thing that uh, I also like to see was the uh, uh, Chala's like has I do I those vision quests I love that shit in movies like yeah, so yeah. <laughs> uh, burying with the sand the ceremony of it. Uh, mm-hmm. is really what makes it because there's a lot I, I think there's a lot of other ways you could have done that scene and it'd be way less effective and the fact that they have uh there are high stakes in this movie there's a shrine where you go to basically become a god in a way and uh killmonger destroys that place so for for no matter what happens that place is gone like yeah. and Chala yeah. is the last of that kind in a way, so he has to act. It's almost like all of these things force his hand into like he has to integrate himself into the rest of the world and his society. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, uh, and Killmonger, you know, basically he understands aspects of his personality <laughs> that he learns from his father in the Shadow Realm, which he disagrees with. That shit. Amazing! Mm-hmm. I love that shit. <laughs> it, <laughs> like, it, was, it was beautiful. It was. Uh, it's beautiful. It's cool as hell. It's like, <laughs> yeah, and it and it's a good like story device. And uh, okay, uh, speaking real quick on the ritual stuff, um, I'm pretty dumb, I guess, because uh, when they were having the the fight scene, when it was like. Um, the guy from the ape tribe comes to challenge him, and so he has to drink the the stuff that suppresses his power. It takes it and away. Makes yes. his, and takes it yeah. away. Okay, when I was first watching it, I missed the line about how it would take his power away, and yeah. I, I just interpreted that as like, wait, they're juicing him up even more? <laughs> I was like, that's <laughs> not fair. Not fair. He's and just when it happened again later, I was like, "That's not fair!" Like, because I'm dumb, and I guess I didn't pay attention or catch that. Well, well that yeah, whole, I mean, a well, lot. that whole scene was so cool and so. Well and you done got to get see it again. I was when I saw yeah, it again. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, sweet, they're going back." Yeah, like oh, yeah, the cool part yeah. where they do the the stuff and chant, and it's so neat. And uh, I also and, really loved the uh, the leader of the the ape tribe. He M'Baku. was he was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. We're very. That's I, I like that little part line in the whole movie. Even the I loved how it turned around that whole like primitives who were probably cannibals yes. and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah we are vegetarians, and then he laughs like for a tribe so that you know a warrior tribe that lives up in the mountains where there's snow all the time. Okay, it it, it might actually make sense for them to be cannibals or sure. Yeah, right. you know how are they going to grow lettuce? You know. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, eat Bilbo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eat Martin Freeman. Eat Martin eat Freeman. Martin Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> he um, but no, he I, I love British stutters his way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, now, guys. Hey, fellas. Oh, man. He could have been Hugh Grant, would have been a way better choice. Just to no, suddenly no, no, change no, no, that no, no, character no, no, from no, the Marvel no, Universe no, to no, Hugh Grant. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I will say that there was like that one little line. What was his name, Leela? M'Baku. 
Mbaku. Uh, like right before the fight, he says "Glory to Hanuman." I was like, "Ooh, cool." Because <laughs> uh, they're like, uh, Bost is there is the god that they worship. Yeah. Um, and yeah. invoke. Yeah. I, I was I, definitely I just, in that scene. I was like, I'm gonna hang some sticks in my house with rope. So, yeah, yeah, that was so I mean, cool. I mean, good. I, simple. I would fucking just, rope and stick. I know. <laughs> but like the the set designers and stuff were just like, let's just do that. Like it looks so fucking yeah. cool. Like who knew? But uh mm-hmm. Yeah, once again, I could have watched a whole series. They clearly had enough material. I don't know how many like set designers and costume designers they had, but they fleshed this world out so well. Oh, yeah. Like there was no there was just like a ton of stuff that you're like, I want to see more of that and that. Yeah, like you said, the city scenes, I could have watched tons of them just walking want, around talking politics. More, yeah, just some more like ground level stuff, you right. know, of, I, of I that felt and the of same the citizens, way maybe. About Wakanda that I feel about Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm like, ooh, go into one of those other trees. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to see what's in there. We'd be there all day, man. Nobody needs to know what the President's Day universe looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I might know what it looks like now. Yeah. Hey. But I'm just Buzzing. saying that that I very much felt like there were there was so much more to be explored. You know. Sure, yeah, yeah. It did well, not um and I only bring that up, you know. Yeah. It, it it's I, I don't even know if I'd call this a, a criticism exactly, but uh we saw a lot of the council and a lot of, you know, and I I know that you only have so much time in a movie or whatever, but I felt like the citizens felt a little removed from anything that was happening because it was like all of a sudden there he's like yep we're going to war i think and... it could have got they they were trying to keep it simple it could have gotten sure. really complicated because like if you were talking about like a military coup then there would be bloodshed and like factions would break out like if yeah, it were... this was it was fine it yeah. just uh I, I almost felt like if all of a sudden you'd been this peaceful secretive uh nation for so long and then suddenly this guy shows up and he's like nope war um maybe you know maybe they didn't know about it or anything but I- i'm just saying like i i wanted to see a little more of the nation of wakanda um right. but right. Again, like, I, I understand time constraints i understand budgeting like i, I get it you know? i would i would like yeah. to see a little bit more explanation of uh, why is this peaceful hidden technologically advanced nation why do they have such a strong army well like uh, why you know, yeah I, I feel like what we were saying was a little bit of a like society shift in wakanda from like almost one system of governing to another i mean a mm-hmm, monarchy yeah. is i mean that's pretty antiquated in itself but but they were going from this more conservative to a more you know not socialist, I don't want to go that far, but, you know, strong military to mm-hmm. humanitarian focus. And, yeah. Uh, and that was very interesting to me. I could have watched more of that. Um, yeah. Uh, I do think that, uh, like, they're trying to keep it within the, like, this is an extension of the potential oh, of, of course. But... like, the, of a people, you know. But, you know, but, so... it, but it does bring up these, like, Okay, so where was Wakanda during the slave trade? Where was Wakanda during the diamond mining? You know, sure, and sure. and that weighs uh, on T'Challa. Um, mm-hmm. That's all mm-hmm. in there, and I I just I just found that very fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. 
that they're this beautiful, yeah. amazing society, totally not without sin, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a. I mean, that's that's, kind that's of a good back point. to what Killmonger says when he dies, and he's like, "I'll just sink to the bottom of the ocean." Like, oh, yeah, damn, that's better, fine. better to die in the sea than in bondage. A, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, uh, I, but it, those are the parts of the movie that made me actually like the movie. Like, right. so that's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I sure, yeah, yeah. Without yeah, those were the really important moments, and mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I'm very glad me, that were... they were given. The freedom to do it. Yes. By the studio, yeah, totally. by the backers, but just, yeah. you know, say what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they really could have, like, I could see somebody taking an axe to that script and oh, just yeah. being like, oh, yeah. Uh, white America is not going to listen to this and this. Actually, and Ridley Scott's going to direct it now. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to not say these things. Mm hmm. Uh, which is historically, I'm sure, what has happened in a ton of movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> however. But it was uh, such an affirming, life-affirming movie, especially in the uh, our current climate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just it like, felt like a beautiful escape that we all needed. We didn't even yeah, it was just a ray yeah. of, of hope. <laughs> not even a, it, it was. It was an incredibly was, hopeful film. Yeah, yeah. And to I be mean, able it's... to walk into a comic book movie and get that much out of it, yeah, uh-huh. holy shit, right? Like, uh, like I and, think and you the... could. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, good. Oh, I was like, I think you could be really cynical now and be like, uh, we're headed toward more divisiveness and less, uh, less prosperity and less uh, prosperity for minorities and people of color, like just because things are so crap in the world, uh that you really need these like people uh reaffirming uh the positive things about you know black artists and black people like just like the beauty of this culture yeah. and like the, uh, the beauty of like other cultures and that it it should not just be dominated by you know what we've seen from a predominantly white culture for like you know decades mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah that was that was inspiring. It, it was definitely one of those movies where I was like, "Man, I wish I, I had a kid to so I could take them to this movie." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did like because this is a movie I would feel like my kid would want to see. <laughs> I did see would, like a series things. of photos. It was just of kids in the theater um, oh, yeah. uh, watching this movie and just just grinning from ear to ear. It was so like, yeah, this is this well, is why this is. I'm definitely super taking important. my ten year old daughter to see it because those female role models. Oh yeah. yeah. Um yeah. you know this this girl not much older than she is who's doing all these amazing science and technology things. Um mm-hmm. you know right. while still having you know this personality in life and she's not just this nerd, which is how that character could have been played. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so. And I love when she recorded him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Delete that. Delete that footage. The yeah. uh yeah and both of the like his girlfriend or the the other uh, Michonne, Lupita Nyong'o, his character could have easily taken over and been like, the movie wouldn't have lost any of the, like, I mean, it, it was completely believable that they would have been strong enough to take on those mantles. Like, mm-hmm. there was, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. How did you guys <laughs> feel about those rhinos? I loved the rhinos. I, I was like, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm weaponized 
large animals I'm I'm there for. Screw. The, the, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I was like, I hope you better not. It's going to end. Like, it's just like, no, you know, I can't. Like, it could have gone either way. I but, named no. my drink. Drink yeah, after them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I initially, when he blew the horn and they showed up, all I could think of was like 300. Um, mm-hmm. But as soon as uh, the guy from Get Out, um, can't think of his name. But as soon as he jumped on the back of one, I was like, Kaluuya. that's an awesome. Yes, thank you. Uh, but that's an they awesome were, image. And they were important to show their power succumbing to the respect of like, because she just holds her hand out. The rhino stops and he's like, oh, fuck, you already you already have my heart and my power and everything mm-hmm. that I like, you know, so I have to like he knows he's wrong on, on the deepest level. Yeah, via via his rhino. <laughs> yeah, I, I came around to it eventually, but initially I was like, I I don't know what I feel about these more rhinos. Like, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, they were it, they were cool and they were a cool image. It was just kind of at. I feel like at that point they'd already sort of the, you know, they were wrapping up all the plot lines, so mm-hmm. everything right. was winding down anyway. Uh, and, and I think like one of the only criticisms I'd have, and it's it's not to anything in the movie, uh, I think it was that Black Panther looked awesome on the street, like, when he's, like, uh, you know, jumping from car to car and kicking the shit out of dudes. Um, but when they were falling uh, yeah. ag- against, like, a, a blank background, it didn't look good. Um, there were some bad... It took me out of it, just yeah. for, like, a second, though. I mean, it was I was fine, not a but... huge fan of the CG in this movie. I'm no, they, well, they it had a, like too rubbery or something. Yeah, I don't like, know. Um, also, just it going was... back to another point, I haven't said anything in a few minutes because I was sitting here staring off into space trying to remind, remember the name of what the the rhinos reminded me of, and it's the Panzerbjorn. Oh yeah, yeah. The oh the, right, the, the yeah, yeah. Bears the from, armored uh... bears. From, the armored bears, yeah, yeah, from his dark materials. Yeah. So I think maybe that's why yeah, I loved no. them so much. I was like, oh, the bad yeah. no, 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 no. And they, that one was super cute, you know. <laughs> yeah, like I. And at first, I was like, why? Okay, if it's a peaceful nation, why do they have war rhinos? But then I forgot that he was one of the the ones at the border. Like he was a a right. border guard. So I oh I forgot I wrote this down. <laughs> Sorry, I Forrest Whitaker has established his own. A uh, trope, which, which is, is yep. the guy that you can sort of trust. Then it turns out he betrays you. Then he wins your trust again, <laughs> and, then and, then he dies. <laughs> and then he dies. And then he dies. Yeah. He does it in Panic Room, and he does it in another movie. But I he, does it in Force Force Awakens. he does it in uh, Rogue One. Uh, uh, Force Rogue Awakens. One. Yeah, he does. He yeah. Rogue One. Yeah. 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 Forrest yeah. Whitaker, man. What is your agent trying to do to you? He is trying to trying take to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is it? What is his name in that? Uh, I can't remember. But yeah. he was great in that, and you're yeah. absolutely right. This is just like your Deus Ex Randy Quaid, uh, or Randy Quaid Ex Machina, uh, right? Theory, um, yeah. We'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get into that. <laughs> Another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm about, I'm about wrapped on it. I don't have anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. It it became uh, okay. I will say that I really really loved the first half, and the last half I still enjoyed it, but I felt it was at some point like a little predictable. Um, yeah. As far as I like, 
the pacing and everything, which it's fine. That's, and then the story. It's a Marvel movie. Was, There's a yeah. certain formulaic thing they yeah, have exactly. to do. You know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, and, I understand uh, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, you know, it was it was a great experience. But I will say that that first half, I was just like. Just smiling my head off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like when when the ape tribe showed up, I was just like, all I could think of was the elves. The elves have showed up. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that scene when that train was passing between oh, them yeah. in the last fight was totally like Phantom Menace. It like was Darth just Maul like Phantom and... Menace. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought of that yeah. during it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I. I've I definitely. Had, I, huh? I, it was one of those things where I've also, yeah, that train scene, I was like, we've seen a lot of characters have their head pushed up against a blurry, yeah. like, <laughs> force field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what the people want, man. So I have a so game. People want to see it. Oh, well, sorry, I have oh, one oh, last okay. kind of note. Okay. Sorry. Well, you did you did mention uh, Lion King earlier. I did. And mm-hmm. the... There were a couple of moments where I thought that there were some similarities just as far as like, uh, and and this is in no way like taking away from the achievement of what this film or any of the real world, any like uh, references or anything that it brings up. It's Are just you the fact negating that... all the hard work we've done in our podcast? Just uh, yeah, that's absolutely what I'm doing. No, yeah, that's what I'm doing in my game. Oh, okay. it's, <laughs> it's just that. Uh, it's a Disney property. I was gonna um, say yeah, it's probably whole... intentional because it's Disney. You know? Uh huh. Well, I mean, there's there's that, but then again, Disney owns everything, so maybe that doesn't mean anything. Um, I caught a, yeah, I caught a reference too. Go ahead. Well, it was just that he visits his father in that in the ethereal plane, you know, in the uh ancestral like later on in the movie, plane. like yes. ancestral uh-huh. plane. Thank you. Um, that a family member comes to overthrow him and take his kingdom. Um, uh-huh. all this happens in Thor, you racist motherfucker. <laughs> uh, no, really, just those few things. Um, oh, in the beginning, when oh, 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 we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, uh, the in the intro, you know how it's like. Tell me this. Tell me like the father telling the son the creation story and the story of their their land. But also, I love the turnaround, the the reveal that that was actually Killmonger. <laughs> And his yeah yeah that was that was great that was and this whole idea of like a lost like there's no real home anymore there's no real place for you like it was that was a great a a Peter Pan thing yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. um so I caught a wild reference yeah that that's that's all I have to say about that when they go back and they're at the uh, sorry what's a Mbaku's name what's his tribe's name. Yeah, what's his tribes? I, well, whenever they're there, uh, mm-hmm. somebody, what, something happens and they say, uh, we're going to go. And then somebody else is like, I'm going to help. And then somebody's like, you're going to need all the help you can get. And then M'Baku goes and like yawns and then says something. It's totally a Star Wars reference. Oh, like, really? you're going to, oh, he yeah. says, you're going to need all the help you can get. And then Chewie's like, like, I'm in too. But it's he's yawning and they're making a joke about that like oh, it's, oh okay I, I love i love when he's like are you done are you done yeah. <laughs> like are, like <laughs> yeah um their tribe is the jabari yeah oh thank you You're writing right. it down sketch yeah. sketch sketch <laughs> okay i also really love the scene where uh they 
like him and his his tribe all just start like like barking at Martin Freeman. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like the best. Like that's why I, I was agree. like. That's why I kind of think it should have been Hugh Grant, because who would it be funnier? Who's the funniest? Who's the funniest, most stuck, stuck up white British guy you can think of? To like, <laughs> yeah, who's the funniest? <laughs> be like, not, we don't have to keep it white. Yeah, uh, British guy. Just funniest white guy you could bark at. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good conversation. I do think Hugh Grant is up there. Maybe Rick Moranis also could be funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, I like that he Michael Sarah. That's who they play. Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pisspot Johnson or whatever his name is and what Hot American Summer. Yeah. Um but uh I I think it was also uh like early on when he's he's nice to T'Challa and he knows that he's he knows who he is, he knows he's Black Panther and all that. But he he still like pats his arm like oh come on you and your little nation aren't gonna do anything and she's like right. if he touches you again I will <laughs> impale him to that desk, um, like he was like I, I like that he was kind of just casually like like okay I'm in I'm in control of the situation clearly but later on in the movie like he doesn't he doesn't question anything and he doesn't try to own yeah the he doesn't try to get... he's very yeah. like like you know, he turned like in that ceremony, like he follows the example of the guy and he turns away. Like she's mm-hmm. like, Hey, we need you to shoot these things down. And he's like, okay. Like, yeah, you know, it was good that he's he a, like, fell he's in a line. soldier. He knows how chains of command work. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was totally out of his element. So he went with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although it was hilarious. I was, that was one thing about the movie that really made me laugh is after I left, I was like, wait, did that motherfucker die or not? Like, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> They never showed him again after he left the room exploding. I realized. No, no, no I they really did. He that. was in that scene that you left in the the UN. He's yeah. in the back. He nods while smiling when uh, just didn't when address comes it. out to <laughs> lay out his plan. Yeah, yeah. and it, like he basically <laughs> does the 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 silent thumbs up from the other side of the room. Right. It would have been great if, like, two movies later, they were like, "Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> what guy? Like, oh, I think he died. I don't know. I, I, I had always kind of wondered if there was any, uh, like, relation at all between like the Black Panthers and the, the Black Panther yeah, comic franchise. Uh, it, yeah. there is not. It, it is a coincidence. Um, yeah. Black Panther existed. I guess the first one came out in the fifties. Um, yeah, I didn't realize it was such an old comic. Uh, super old, and it was on the verge. I think several times of they were on the verge of dropping him as a character. But uh, throughout the seventies, he was really popular, and maybe uh, like earlier, uh, with uh college students. So, yeah, yeah. I also read that. Uh, According it, to that, Wikipedia, uh, a lot of people see it as one of the first long form comic books, but or graphic novels, mm-hmm. because it actually like most. You know, Batman, Spider-Man, and all that stuff all had to wrap their stories up within the confines of the comic book. But they actually, uh, with Black Panther, managed to make like a 90-page arc that had like a continual story and stuff like that. And like that really wasn't done that much. Hmm. I thought that was neat. Yeah, I was uh, trying to think back on, um, I was like, were there any superheroes that I remember like growing up with uh, that were black and like... uh, what I remember about that. So I was thinking, of course, of like Storm. Um, right. Who was briefly married and... to Black Panther in the comics. Really? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, true. Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I thought of that, and uh, I guess Bishop also from X Men. Um, but uh, the one that really weirdly stuck out for me was: Do you guys remember that show Mantis? Yeah, I do. It was directed by Sam Raimi. It came out in 1994. It was, it was like a live action, right? Live action thing on Fox. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I went back and I went back and watched like part of an episode today, and it was pretty good. <laughs> like it was <laughs> pretty he... bad. Wasn't I'm trying to think. He was disabled, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so how it starts is there's a gunman on top of a building with like an automatic weapon, and he's shooting into a crowd, and he just happens to be there and gets shot. Um, so he's a scientist who's like, I want to make an exosuit so I can move, so I can walk again. But then he realizes he can make a super powerful exosuit and fight crime, and that's what he does. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, know Sam Raimi directed that. That's pretty cool. Sam Raimi, you know, he uh, um, apparently the writer of the Batman, one of the writers of the Batman movie, and uh, him, you know, creative Dark Man. Uh, <laughs> the his his partner, Mantis's partner, is uh, the prince, uh, the sheriff of Rottingham from Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Oh, um, oh sweet. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of pan flute. In the uh, in the music, that's all I seem to really be able to deduce about it. But I do remember watching it a lot as a kid. There's that. But upon uh, further examination, uh, Spawn. Um, yeah. I was never like big into Spawn, like the movie. I remember like sucking. But uh, I do remember catching a few episodes of the animated show when I was younger and thinking that that was pretty sweet. And Keith David was the voice of Spawn in that. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently he was the voice of, like, just, I happened to see this earlier today. He was the voice of Goliath and Gargoyles. He which... has a ton of voice acting credits, actually. He's, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's still doing stuff. And, and he's uh, the Fire uh, fire King and Adventure Time. <laughs> so, yeah. And the President. And Rick the and President. Rick and... <laughs> All the battles. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's those, and then of course Blade. Leela, do you have anything you want to say about Blade, real quick? I mean, there's nothing I haven't already said. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> fair. Fair. <laughs> um. And then like beyond it. that, <laughs> I I only just recently got around to watching it, but uh, Luke Cage, when I had the flu uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, watched the first like five episodes. I still haven't finished out that season, but but I was really impressed with what I saw. It's a. It, I really like that show. That's... Yeah, it it was really impressive, and I really liked I really liked the villains in that too, and uh, uh, how she's like I'm I'm in this to rebuild the community, and he's really cynical about all of it. Um, no, they were great, but yeah, that's that's all I really had to say about that. The only heroes I could really think of. I like that you said that's all I have to say about that because I saw a very funny tweet about how Tom Hanks should have act, should have crashed the premiere of Black Panther and then apologized for ruining her <laughs> Black Panther Black party. Panther. <laughs> oh my god that's a why don't i get that because it's that? from fucking forrest gump <laughs> sorry i wrecked your black panther party when he beats up the the hippie guy yeah yeah i don't know uh, the, the meme i saw that made me uh like laugh so hard milk came out of my nose was uh that 
Martin Freeman and uh, Andy Serkis were the only white guys in the movie, and they were the Tolkien white guys. Yeah. Oh, Tolkien white guys. I will not claim any credit for that. That was the internet. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, I I think this is a movie that... My my favorite one is a guy in an excellent Black Panther cosplay uh, Mm -hmm. squatting down, like like really crouching down in this tiny little box from Amazon, and it says, if I fits, I sits. (laughs) If I fits, I sits. uh, It's funny because I saw a drawing of... (laughs) Somebody had... Why? 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 Because it's great. That's hilarious. No, I saw uh, somebody had done an illustration of his little sister wearing a shirt that had that picture on it oh <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> wow meta internet did its thing the internet yeah did its I, thing. I, I guess i guess the last thing i really want to say about this movie is that it surpasses being like just a superhero movie just a marvel movie to being like a really amazing important cultural event and yeah yeah that's that's cool to see any any other thoughts y'all uh wakanda forever i mean wakanda we're gonna forever. Go end on that Indeed. Agreed. Agreed. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Night, y'all.